We live here. Hella Black, episode seven. Episode seven. Oh, shit. That's seven episodes. Seven. Eight of the blessing. (laughs) We in this thing. Downtown Oakland, Youth Radio. Shout out Maya. Shout out Maya. Shout out Youth Radio. Thank you for fucking with us. Hey. All of my thoughts be clouding my judgment sometimes Backtracking and second guessing like I don't know nothing sometimes Seems like I'm spending hell of my time to figure it out Who are these niggas around? They just gon' ruffle my feathers, stuck in my wings, can't get off the ground I got the vision, they don't got the vision I'm well aware of all my decisions When I need them and I call them, everybody missing When I got it, they come back around and shit is fishy I keep betting on Faraji even when it's risky my anxiety been finding ways to keep me busy yeah. Guess it's a blessing in disguise I get lost in my mind Still I rise every time Still I rise Black at it again, man Black at it again like we never left This is like 21 days after our last episode We're back in the studio again We trying to be consistent, you know I feel like with all that's going on As much as we both got going on And not having a stable place to do it You feel me? I think 21 days is 21, 21. I want to pat myself on the back. <laughs> yeah, and last time we was talking about the breakfast program and how that was going to be on the weekend, and we got mm-hmm. our breakfast program this weekend again, you feel on me? Sunday. So we we doing multiple things. We about to be in West Oakland again. Shout out to the town, West Oakland State. You feel good. me? Serving the people. Because if you ain't serving the people, what are you really doing? You feel me? So we all can be in the streets serving the people again with our People's Breakfast Oakland. If you ain't familiar with it, tapping with us, hashtag People's Breakfast Oakland. You feel me? And we rocking. We feeding the people. So what do we got? What do we got today? I know we're going to talk about Patreon. That's what we want to talk about, right? Yeah, we definitely want to tap in with that first. Yeah, thank it, you so much for everybody who's supporting us. We got like 60 Patreons, you feel me? Ooh, it's lit. 60 Patrons or Patrons, whatever, whatever way you want to pronounce <laughs> no, I it. <laughs> I remember getting in trouble in high school because I said Patron when I was reading out the Bible. You know, I went to Catholic school. I said Patron, and then everyone started laughing. I was like, I really wasn't trying to be funny. Like, I thought it was pronounced Patron. <laughs> whatever y'all are, you know who you are, and you we know thank you y'all. Thank we really you so appreciate much. it because we know, like, you don't have to do that because you can literally get it for free. Right. But you choose to support our labor. Thank you for and supporting Black that. Labor. Straight up. Hello. Make sure you like us on SoundCloud, Ooh. iTunes. Write a review on iTunes. Five Please stars, you feel me? Help us grow, you feel me? We we real grassroots with this podcast, and we're only really doing it for the people, you feel me? It's ain't about us. We're trying to make this political education accessible. So if you're listening right now, put it on pause. Go to SoundCloud, like it. If you listen on iTunes, put it on pause. Or, or listen while you're doing it, you feel me? Just Give it five in. stars. Tap in with us. Support us, you feel Take me? Because that's how we're going to grow. Next level. Hello? With that comment and that like. Because we're trying to grow and we're trying to spread this, this you know, political ideology that we got and spread the accessibility of our politics. You feel me? That's our big thing. We're trying to make this accessible. You ain't want to read? Hello? SoundCloud.com. HellBlackPod. Patreon.com. HellBlackPod. Tap in with us. Yes, Lord. So what do we got in store today, man? We're going to talk about revolution, not reform, because I feel like a lot of people get that twisted. A lot of people don't understand. So we're going to talk about that. And then we also going to talk about the NFL Players Coalition co-opting the motherfucking movement. I oh heard there's some Van Jones, Van Jones and them things now, huh? They're hey, pulling a Van Jones. He got, a, he got a map out that. for him. I don't even know. At least, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this NFL Players Coalition, but we definitely have to tap in with that. We might as well just go ahead. That's a nice little segue. Let's talk about what the NFL Players Coalition then did. I don't know if this happened like two weeks ago. Whenever this happened, they signed a deal. They took a deal. They really took the <laughs> they deal. Took the, they took the, the deal, they right. took the deal for eighty nine million dollars. The NFL player or the NFL owners are like some judges, bro. Like some DAs, nigga. 
and it's crazy. You hear so many they different offer pers- a deal. Man, you hear so many different perspectives and stances on the situation, but like if you in the if you could look at it for what it really is, it's hush money, bro. Cause what did people what did what did Malcolm Jenkins do as soon as he got the money? I'm no longer protesting. I ain't finna raise my fist in there with That's the definition that of hush money. I'm gonna pay you this so that you can stop doing that. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay you this in order for you to stop doing that. And that ain't hush money, that's slave money. Damn. The shit is a damn shame. And they trying to make us they trying to convince us that this is a good move. For one, my my biggest problem is that's not even a lot of money when you're talking about the NFL. When you're talking about money between 32 billionaires. That's like $250,000 a year for each owner, nigga. Like, that's chump change. That's like $20. And like, they just <laughs> and they use the vague, the, the vague term of social justice causes. What does that even mean? It means support a nonprofit that don't really do shit that is actually probably anti-black as fuck. I see, I see, <laughs> one, I see one, one of the orgs that donating to the United Negro College Fund. Like, them niggas get hella money. Why are you donating to them? They're not missing any meals. Man, that shit's so old school. It still got Negro in the fucking name. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. That's because the owners still be calling Negro. The owners be calling the employers Negro. They're like, oh, okay, we're going to donate to the United Negro College Fund and send some of them good Negroes to college. That's what's, what. <laughs> what's so sad is that they think this is a win. This is this is a direct quote from Malcolm Jenkins. I don't know if he's the he's one of the founders of the NFL Players Coalition. Shout out to Eric Reed for being a real nigga. Shout out Colin Kaepernick, man. And standing up for what he believed in and freeing that shit. Malcolm Jenkins said, We've been doing a lot of work over the last two years as players and for the league to recognize its responsibility in playing a role in helping us amplify our voices in these issues, I think it's commendable. You think 32 white men giving a small fraction of their money to to social justice causes is commendable. The bar is so low, fam. That's a fucking tax write off. That's all it really is, honestly. They're like, on top okay, of that, I'm it's gonna, gonna be a write off. On right. top of that, like not even to mention it's gonna be so a write off. Actually, it's probably the perfect amount of money that they're giving is actually the amount that they'll be able to write off in their tax return. Then Eric Reed was saying some shit about them taking this money from like the military programs and the breast cancer awareness stuff that they do. So really, it's not new money. They just shuffle the money around. It's, it's no sacrifice. It's a publicity scheme. Honestly, that's what it is. It's At literally the end to of the get niggas to chill out. Scheme. Like, okay, look, we gave y'all what y'all wanted, but that's not what we wanted. That's what certain people who co-opted the movement. Like, this was never about money, bro. Ever. I mean, there's always there's always a black gatekeeper who aligns himself with the system, who aligns himself with the with the status quo that will sell out the masses it of never our fails, it bro. never fails it we never fails we had uncle tom's on the plantation we got uncle tom's on the nfl plantation too selling out for the masses because that's not what kaepernick was standing for or kneeling for that's not what uh eric reed was kneeling for that's not what even the masses of i feel like players who are actually using their right you feel me using their human right and that's why so many players are fed up it's like bro for one that's the definition of co-opted the movement it's taking some, for one they kicked eric reed made a statement that they kicked cap out out of the coalition, that's really co-op. You gonna real kick the, the kick the nigga out who, who started, started this shit. shit, who politicized y'all in the well these niggas politics obviously ain't right, but who <laughs> least who least woke y'all up to some shit, right? I mean, they saw there's an opportunity to make some coin, make some more coin. That's the that's the shit that makes me even more sick. It's like y'all got your money and you still gonna sell out more people after that. Like y'all niggas are the Van Jones of the NFL over here co-opting with uh co-opting the movement that was started and making even more coin. For what and for who? And how does I'm just trying to, and this is like the, the, the this really, they really co opted the movement because you got us losing sight of what this all started up, started for in the first place. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This was never about raising money, this was about 
police brutality, fam. But it, it assumes that, okay, if, if black people go to college, we're going to support the United Negro College. If black people go to college, all of a sudden this issue of police brutality is going to stop. It's Again, it's victim blaming. So you're going to blame a black person again. It's victim blaming. Simple Should've as that. Like, both. oh, they don't go to college. Oh, if they just went to college, then, you know, black people wouldn't be killed by police. It's still ignoring the systemic if issues they just that banged are black, place, bro. They wouldn't, you know, like, <laughs> how foolish is that? It's not changing the it, solution. It's not. It's not. A, it's not changing the material conditions of our people. First of all, and second of all, it ain't shit. <laughs> I don't get it at all. And people, the, for the people that are acting like this is a win, we got to raise our bar a little bit more. We have to for what allyship looks like. There's this. There's this cat. He he's on. He um he does a lot of like spots on on ESPN. I think his name is Will Kane, and he was like, "Wouldn't you rather have money than their hearts?" Like, bro, money doesn't fix things. I need you to empathize with me, bro. And, I mean, white people can never empathize. They ain't really ever been through shit. So, at the very least, I can take your sympathy, right? I need you to have compassion for my situation. I don't want your dough. Your sympathy and your compassion is is going to maybe get you in there to start making some real changes within the system. So, some dead slave masters are supposed to just end racism if the system doesn't change? I don't get it, bro. Hush money, man. It ain't even hush money. It's it's like go back to doing work money. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go back to doing work. Go back to doing and making us money. I think about like when they were when they were doing the boycotts in Montgomery, right? Like imagine if they was just like, we gonna give you all this money. Stop boycotting. Same shit. <laughs> it's like, ooh, ooh. nigga, we were never boycotting for money. We were boycotting for rights. Exactly. We were boycotting to be treated like humans. Cap wasn't taking a knee for money. This dude gave around. Cap is giving more of his money, a <laughs> million dollars away. If it was about money, money he could have never took a knee and just been still making that check and right. giving it to and giving it to his own foundations. Mm-hmm. If it was about money, right? Exactly. Because Cap could have Cap could have easy made eighty nine mil. If he he could have got another, on football. He was in his contract year. He could have easy got. He could have easy he made. That's why I got made so much that. respect for Brett. He could have like, easily made that. Bro. Easily, easily with endorsements and a new contract. He could have. If it was about the money, it wasn't about the money. Mm-hmm. It's never been about the money. Nah. And that's what a lot of niggas don't get. A lot of niggas think money is going to save black people. It's it will not. never save black people in a system that was designed to keep them at the bottom of this shit, bro. In a system that was designed to oppress us. They think they can reform it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I was passed out. Reform. How can you can't reform capitalism? Here, let me just give let me give a certain small population of black people some money and all of a sudden all the issues going to be gone. So if we're not going to reform, what are we going to do? Abolish that shit. That shit ain't finna work. That shit ain't finna work for nobody. Like, how can you reform this system? You can't reform it. Because even reform is still a colonial ideology. I was going to say, so like, all right, like, so we, we do this a lot, right? Like, we we, sh- we shoot shit down, and then we give our perspective. But, like, let's say, what does reform look like? Like, for the person that really believes in reform, how could, like, how can you explain to them why it won't work? I think... I don't even really know how to feel anymore, honestly, because we've been going through this cycle, this cycle, this cycle repetitively of reform. Like, always, anytime you see a black social movement come up, always this notion of, oh, we got to reform. Oh, just become an elected official. Oh, just become city council. Oh, do you even go to your school board meeting? Do you even go to your city council meeting? Like, it's always used as a way to, like, blame black people for this situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not taking engaging in this system. Like, why the fuck are we engaged in a white supremacist system to begin with, right? So, like, if we think about from the very beginning, from chattel slavery, like, what was reform after slavery? Chain gangs. 
and then the prison industrial complex that we have now. So, so reform, reform is always another method of control. And we use so much of our political mm-hmm. energy. I'm not saying we. Some people, some yeah. niggas, be using so much of their political energy to be a part of the system. Be like, okay, let's engage in the system. Let's be a part of this system. But, like, what are you really changing about the system? So you reform can't... is just a, a different way to get the same result. Exactly. And oh, that's shit. what, like, niggas ain't really studying their history. Because <laughs> oh, if you was really studying your history, you would see every single time you try to reform it's and try to change worked. something. It's never fucking worked. So it's like people say, oh, you know, we got to – it's a different methods. Oh, we have to respect different methods. But at some point, we have to really look at ourselves and be like, why would we respect a method that is actually going to put black people in chains, in bigger chains than before? Like, how are we supposed to always be like, oh, it's a different different way, different method. We got to respect all forms of resistance. Nah, nigga, supporting a black district attorney is not a fucking, like, method of liberation. Because she's uh, – no, I'm sorry. Because they, <laughs> they, they still – I'm thinking of a district attorney – they still have to support the system that's implemented. They still have there's there's still certain structures in place that's gonna force that DA to do some shit that's not gonna benefit black people. To, to put send black niggas people in jail. jail. Like, to, to put black people in jail. To put black people Straight on a plantation and to work for free, Straight to work up. for these corporations and to work for the state. But somehow, like a black district attorney because she is black, and I'm talking, you know, this for people who are listening who aren't um, from the Bay Area. Or in tune with Oakland politics, there's a black district attorney running. That's why um, I said she. Pamela Price, <laughs> that's right? I know. I that's why she. you said it. Like, I'm like, ooh, I ain't trying to put nobody on blast. Like, but you know, you know, running for district attorney, and it's like I've seen so many people who call themselves revolutionaries getting behind a district attorney campaign. I'm like, district attorney, they're oh, fundamental oh, fucking. Oh. <laughs> I'm spazzing. Oh. <laughs> it's like so many people who call themselves revolutionaries sponsoring a fucking district attorney like the district attorney whether they are white or black their main job is to incarcerate black people Period. you ain't gonna have no da coming in there saying abolish the police you ain't gonna have no da coming in there you've never seen prisons. it you've like, never seen that it. shit will not happen you've never seen it we never will we never <laughs> will and it's like people it's the same shit we talk about obama it's like obama in my in my opinion, this nigga a white supremacist. Like this nigga dropped every single bomb, but we look at his blackness. Like, I mean, he oh. literally stepped into a white supremacist role. role. You feel me? So like, you gotta <laughs> call it how you see, how you see it. Every single president of this country is a white supremacist. People think whiteness is a color. That's that's one of the real things. People think whiteness is a shade of skin. Right. There's a difference between white people, whiteness, right? Yeah. White people and whiteness are two different things. White people yeah. are white people from European descent. Whiteness is a political ideology, literally, yeah. that says white people are better than everything yeah. else. And your proximity to whiteness is how we treat you. And that's why people don't understand white supremacy coming from a different shade of color. That's why people think black folks can't be white supremacists. No, 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 pimp. It's not, a, it's not a skin color. It's an ideology. Right. <laughs> so that's why we think we can have white DAs. We can have white presidents. We can have, no, that's why people think we can have black DAs, right. black presidents, black police officers. Black prison guards. But they're still working for the white system. I tell people all the time, if all white people died tomorrow and this system of white supremacy is still in place, we're going to have black people oppressing black people because it's about the system. Yeah, we can white, we can, like, white people can disappear. And this shit will still work. But if I become a DA, come on now. 
the Lindsay Parham for district attorney. Hell no. <laughs> y'all can, I'll give y'all full permission to knock me down. I swear to God, ever, if I ever, if we. For those that don't know what knock me down means, <laughs> that means kill me. If y'all ever see me running for district attorney, knock me down. Please knock me you down. You heard it here first. Hell back the motherfucking you, podcast. You heard it here first. I'm giving you full permission to knock me down if I ever run for district attorney or if I'm ever a police officer or anything like that. Knock me the fuck down. You heard it here first. Period. <laughs> but it's like, I just don't understand. I don't get it. You know, at some point, I do understand, like, because I had that when I was like, all right, man, I'm finna be the mayor someday. I'm gonna try and do this. I'm gonna become senator, some shit, and try and, like, when, this was when I was younger, like 17, 18. I'm like, I wanna make some change. Before because, you know how systems actually work. Right, because that's what I was indoctrinated into believing. But when you study your history and you study the United States of America, how can you reform this? You can't reform settler colonialism. That shit has to be abolished. You have to rev- you have to free the land. You feel me? You have to free the land from this system of white supremacy. Because right now we on we on a lonely land right now. And how is how is reform gonna help indigenous people? Reform is just an extension of settler colonialism. I don't even know why we call it reform. It's just literally just building the system. Because reform implies like something else. I feel like oh you're changing something. Nah, you're really just making it stronger. <laughs> and that's what you hear. Because reform, for the definition, like you look at the definition of it, excuse me, it reads really well. But when you look at the way it's implemented, it's, it's not the same thing. The, the the implement the implementation of reform never fits the definition, bro. Especially in this American capitalistic society, it's just not like reform does not mean change in America. Nah, it never has. It's like all right, reform at least change at the foundation, right? It just means change in the person or change in the way we present it. But the result is not going to be different. Ever, ever. Anytime you talk about reform in America, you will still get the same result. You just get a different system to implement it, or you get a different person to reinforce the system. It's but like, you'll never get a different result. We gotta study our fucking history, bro. Because integration, what has integration done for black people? It got us a black president. And that who was dropped, a form of reform, right? And it got us a black president who dropped hella bombs on the continent. A lot of people don't know this, though. Like Overthrew so we, Gaddafi. We, we got we to gotta still give people the benefit of the doubt because I was one of those people. I Built remember, up ICE. <laughs> I remember when Obama got got um, elected, Got elected, right? And like, nigga, that shit changed my life. I can remember where I was. I remember the next day at exactly. school. I was had, drunk as fuck off that shit. I was like, Obama won. Like, <laughs> see, my mom was telling <laughs> I me, no disrespect to my mom. Like. I love my mama. She was like, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> like, you feel me? It's like, I respect that, right? Because he really symbolized so much hope for black folks, you feel me? He really symbolized that shit. Until you grow into consciousness, until you get older, and you start realizing, like, hold on, this nigga was a piece of shit. This nigga was a he fucking wasn't doing drug nothing deal, different dealer, than, what, than what what the forty three niggas before him did. You feel me? This nigga was a drug dealer selling this fucking false hope, nigga. We got high off that shit, bro. We got high off that false hope, and guess what? It got us Donald motherfucking Trump. Shout out Obama. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. <laughs> hey, fuck, that's funny. I don't even want to bring up the story. <laughs> but Obama, I cannot take credit for that name. Shout out to my nigga Nico. He gave him that name before he even was elected. <laughs> and it wasn't even on purpose. He didn't even know. He, didn't, he just mispronounced that nigga shit. But it turns out years later, the title fits, right? Obama in chief. Obama just dropping <laughs> dropping bombs on their ass at every chance he gets. So, I mean, that's what reform is. Like, you can't reform a police department. What does that mean? Because reform back in the 90s meant, oh, we need community policing. Community policing only puts more pigs on the ground. Like, what is that supposed to do? Like, all of a sudden, we community policing, but none of the none of these cops even live in the community, anyways. Even if they did live in the community, they would still be 
agents of white supremacy? You have to enable, man. Don't get me started on that shit. Like, you can't reform it. Like, what? Oh, let's just reform capitalism. Oh, let's just reform sexism. Oh, let's just reform patriarchy. Oh, let's just reform. You don't. You can't reform that. That shit has to be abolished. It's not even an option. It's not an option. Not an option at all. Shout out to the gang. We in this thing. I hope y'all really fuck with us. Honestly, I think they do. If you look at the if you look at the views we've been getting, people have been really tapping in. I appreciate that. No, no, like I respect that. Like they listen to. It's not for me. I think it's dope to even have a thousand people listen to an open conversation, right? Because you look mm-hmm. at most podcasts, it's a lot of editing that goes into place. Um, it's a lot of scripts that's written beforehand. Like people know what they're going to go in there talking about. I feel like with me and Blake, this might not always be the best, the best route to go. But like we'll really just tap in a couple hours beforehand. Like what you want to talk about today? And it really be off the dribble like that. And, and it really be all, <laughs> it really be authentic. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I really appreciate anybody that's taking the time out to even listen to an open discussion between two young niggas who are here just trying to find their way. Like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And we getting thousands of plays. That's hella real. Nah, and especially because, like, when we started this, like, we, I feel like we, we, were, we were just, like, it was, like, a side thing. Like, we, we were just kind of fucking around and, like, seeing how it works. And they were like, oh, nah, people actually fucking with us. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like we went, we went into this with the intent of just, like, okay, how can we get more content out to people? You feel me? This is when I was, like, writing hella much. And we were just trying to figure out how we can – me too. Get, you feel me? Yeah. We were just trying to figure out ways we can just get this out to people. And now to think like a year later, we got consistent episodes dropping. We building more of a fan base. I see people hitting us up on Twitter. Like I don't care if it's just one person. Like people be tapping in on Twitter and they really appreciate the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Like that's enough motivation to keep me coming in here after work every other week. You know what I'm saying? And making this accessible. Because honestly, so much of this, so much stuff is so inaccessible from, like, the academy to even the way people write and the language people even use. Mm-hmm. Like, people use big-ass words to describe simple-ass shit. And even I got caught up in that shit. I remember, like, especially when I first left college and I started reading hella much, I'm like, okay, I'm, this is a chance for me to, like, be my authentic self but still get my message across. When I write, I don't know, for some reason, it's just a, it just makes me want to... And I know that's the academy in me, bro, just wanting to use, like, big words and shit. Like, I feel like the podcast, I do this for, like, for lack of better words, my niggas. For like, niggas who out here just want to hear some real shit, and we in this thing relate to. We in this thing. You talk, about, you talk about you talk about like political education for for the most part coming from black folks. That should be it be watered down, and it be niggas trying way too hard to appease white crowds. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like we do not make this for white people. That's what people don't understand. Nah, this is not for white people. This is for niggas. It's bro. for the homies. That's Honestly, why we. That's right. why we was on SoundCloud. <laughs> like you feel me? Like niggas don't we be having that. Apple we, Music and shit. You right. feel me? Podcast account. Niggas don't this have shit that. Free. It'll always SoundCloud will be free. Way. You feel me? We opened some, a Patreon just to help support us. You feel me? Because I think, you know, you can give a dollar, honestly. Like, a dollar a month. You feel me? Just don't eat that McChicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we in the studio. We pouring up, honestly. Oh, damn. I ain't even going to say what we drinking because this if you know us, amazing. if you know us, you know what we drinking. You know what I want to start doing? Because they ain't paying us to say what we drinking right now. I will but if hope- you know us. <laughs> I hope people. I want people to start tapping in and telling us what they want to hear about, right? Because we talk about political education, and what I've noticed with, with movements like this, we often tell people what they need, right? Mm-hmm. In, in positions like ours, um, we often you often see people t- just feeding people information that they think that they need. Mm-hmm. I want people to start telling us what they want to hear from us, right? If we really gonna be pl- educating folks, like what areas do y'all feel like y'all lacking in? What do y'all want to hear us talk about? Not for real. Some people tweeted at me. I think someone said they want us to talk about gender. 
in sexuality in, in the black community and like homophobia in the black community. We can. I mean, that. I'm down to tap into it if you want to. Let's talk about it. Where do we start? You know me. I'm honestly, I'm, bro. I was telling some people yesterday. I was like, honestly, y'all talking about gender and sexuality like white people talk about race. Yeah. And then they all, everyone was like, ooh. And then they're like, fuck, you're right. It's a cold truth. It's a, like we, When it comes to gender and sexuality, we just don't want to say any of the things that'll make us hold ourselves accountable or make us uncomfortable. Exactly. And you know me, I'm just, uh, I say this all the time. I'm just, a, I used to be super ashy. I'm still, ha- like when people, when I tell people I'm still homophobic and stuff like that, they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, bruh, homophobia transphobia is shit that's been instilled in us like mm-hmm. it's we're just the way just like all white people are racist even though they don't want to admit it or they don't they don't like to be told that inconvenient truth all people are homophobic and transphobic period point blank i mean because it's a result of also the system of white supremacy Straight that up. starts indoctrinating us at a very early age gender roles like what you're assigned at birth all these things that are like colonial ideas of gender and we take them on and we think that this is normal and people get like super, and I know myself, I used to get super defensive about it, but it's like, before you know, it's not really your fault. After you become aware, then you got to just start realizing like, this might be a part of your character. This might be who you are. And you got to stop learn. lying to yourself. Yeah. Because there's so many like, in movement spaces too, there's so much homophobia. There's so much transphobia. There's so much classism. There's so much elitism. Like, really like so many, especially for men, be hell with fucking abusive and manipulative in, in black spaces and, uh, just black organizing spaces as well. Yeah. And be like manipulating people for their own like political goal, but be like heads of organizations, but be homophobic and don't really care about black people. They only care about themselves and they care about the power move that like they're trying you, to make. How are you talking about freeing black people, but you selective with the folks that you're trying to free, right? Like I thought it was all of us and none of us. It's not like that for some people, unfortunately. But the reality is it's literally all of us and none of us. Because if it's not everybody getting free, then that means you're oppressing certain demographics. Exactly. Right? Right. So be weary of the leader that's selective about the people they're trying to free. You got to be weary of that shit. And be wary of people. People change colors, honestly, bro. They be like, what is it, the chameleon? Is that the shit? Is that the animal that be changing colors? Or iguanas or some shit like that? <laughs> they really be changing colors in different spaces. Like, I really have noticed that, especially about being in, like, black student organizing spaces, people will change their colors and, like, appease people. Be like, oh, yeah, yes, thank you so much, my chairwoman. Like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we, uh, we believe in women leadership, but they only believe in it when they're doing what they want. But, but as the, soon as someone the, challenges them. But the shit that them, they're implementing, the system that they're implementing, they're supporting, but as soon as that they're supporting... Doesn't really back that up. And then as soon as someone checks them on their shit, they get all defensive. That's some white shit. That's some egotistical, individualistic, capitalistic, like, it is some white shit, honestly. People like, some niggas adopt whiteness. (laughs) And it's fucking clear. Some niggas embrace it. Not only adopt it, they embrace that shit. They love it. They They love just putting a little black face on a little whiteness. You know what I'm talking about? They wear their suits, get their hair cut super well every every other day. Oh, this nigga. Shots. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's <laughs> throwing shots. We're better than that, Blake. It's you are cool. better than that. Cool. Maybe we're not better than that. Honestly, like you know. Now nah, we got to speak about it though. You got to because this shit is repeating itself, repeating itself, repeating itself. It's like people adopt this respectability culture, right? Like, how is respectability politics supposed to fucking free black people? Like Martin Luther King was shot in a fucking suit. Malcolm X was shot in a fucking suit. Niggas don't need to fucking pull their pants up. Niggas be like, pull your pants up. Pull your pants up and you won't get profiled. Like, nigga. That's why I'm at the, the, I'm at the office 
thugging, no belt on every time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I walk around with my ass outside. <laughs> black, sh- black man joy. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Carefree. But we can't really be carefree in this white supremacist society. You feel me? And it just, it just sucks, too, when it comes from your own people. You know, it's it like really you do. work so hard from black for like black people for black liberation, and then your own people will be on some homophobic respectability classism, and it's like and they they're be, indoctrinated that's some too, predatory you know? shit. Though. But that's some, some that's some predatory shit taking advantage of people who really trust you and believe in you to lead them to to a place that they ain't never seen before, only a place that they can only imagine. You feel me? That's mm-hmm. some predatory shit to take advantage of people like that. It's manipulative. To manipulate folks it's abusive like that. as fuck. That's foul, and you see that a lot, and that's why I'm like, bro. I don't even want to be called an organizer activist no more. Like, that shit is just, it's so watered down. I saw you tweet that. Yeah, I, I, I saw you. I, I was like, really damn. I don't with that. Because like, honestly, when, you're right. When you look at it as a whole, like, people who are doing this work and, like, want to be labeled and want to be, like, put on, like, I never really consider myself a leader in this shit. Like, honestly, I don't want that title. I feel like people are starting to do this shit for for um, for clout and to be just considered something. Like, bro, I really do this shit. Like, you, you see me, like, a, a lot of people don't even know. If you don't really, if you're not really from Oakland and you don't know me, you don't know I organize. You don't know I'm the co-host of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't really like broadcasting that shit because I feel like people do this shit for the wrong reasons. Like, bro, I'm really just trying to. Ain't be nobody in the field. we really serve even know who the fuck we are. People like they you, recognize us, but they don't know. They don't. They ain't the using students, the term the organizer. The that they I work use, with, they would never know that I that I do any of the work that I do. They just know me as somebody who they as a resource. The house folks that we work them. with, they don't know that you got. All these followers, they don't give a fuck about that. They, they don't mean shit at the end of the day. Fuck with the fact that you pulling up, right? And serving people food, and they being humble about that. Come shit. on, bro. They don't. They don't care about all the other bullshit you got going on. They just appreciate the fact that niggas is pulling up, right? And I see these niggas who like, like right now being an organizer, being an activist is hot right now. So niggas is taking advantage of that, and niggas is being super manipulative with, manipulative with the shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? And then you can't. And they're doing it for their own power moves. And it's fucking, it's so gross to see because you're really, you're trying to get power off of like black people being murdered, off black people being oppressed for years, hundreds of years. They're taking the And they're using these terms. Fed up. And it really sucks, like you said, when people are doing it in spaces with, with, with kids, bro. Essentially, like, it took me a while to realize, like, when we're working with college students, bro, these are kids. You feel what I'm saying? So it really sucks to see. Organizers and activists taking advantage of young black kids, bro. People who really just got like the desire and the and the and the want and the need to make change and just looking for a way to do it. And then you got people do it, lead them down the wrong path, bro. People with their own agenda at the forefront of this shit, spewing homophobic people. and toxic rhetoric. I don't. That's abuse. <laughs> the, the, like. And it's it's so sick to see because it's so normal too. Where like this is the thing that I had to learn, especially when I first stepped into this shit. It's so easy to get caught up in a person that speaks well, a person that dresses well. It's so easy to get caught up in like the shit that you see. The buzzwords. Judge these motherfuckers strictly by their actions. I don't give a fuck how many articles they write, how many books they write, how many fucking followers they got on Twitter. What are they actually doing? Mm-hmm. And are they, and when they talk about this revolutionary shit, are their actions really revolutionary? Hmm. You feel revolutionary me? is a fucking term now. You feel me? Like, like look at, you, look I, at the actions. I'm a revolutionary, bro. but I'm gonna go vote for a district attorney and I'm gonna work on the campaign for a district attorney. But I'm a revolutionary. You feel me? Look at like really start judging these Fuck. niggas by their actions. Hello. Real shit. Fuck what you talking about. Fuck how many followers you got. Fuck what you tweeting. Fuck all of that. What are you doing, P? Are your are your actions revolutionary? How many people you fed? How many calls you put on people? 
How are do you, you show up when you're talking to people? How do you how do you treat people? Like even outside, do you even talk to your black neighbor? Do you even have black neighbors? Like honestly, like who are you talking to? Who are you <laughs> who are you accountable to, bro? Like for real, and that's that's the shit that makes me so sick. Off about the rip, it. bro. We have to stop fucking with organizers that are homophobic and transphobic and shit, mm-hmm. and they're not going to no, know that are like actively spewing homophobic and transphobic rhetoric. You exactly. have we have to stop. Let them niggas have to be exed. And honestly, period. We get we can't let them we can't let them be leaders. No, quote hell unquote. No. They'll appoint themselves and they'll say, "Oh, I'm the leader of this organization. I put in so much work." But like, nah. Honestly, you're manipulating people. You're selling people a false notion of revolution. You, you're you're like you're doing it only for power. So like, how how are we supposed? We can't respect that, and we can't. I don't know. Like people say, "Oh, we got to keep our internal b- problems." Um, you know, we got to just talk about it. But these people won't even talk with you. So how are you supposed to talk about it with people who won't even talk with you and won't even have a conversation with you? Or always got something like, or always, they'll listen, but after every time you explain it, they say, oh, yeah, okay, that's where you're coming from. But, hell no, ain't no but. That's you the manipulation you don't, you don't listen to a person, like, when you're trying to empower marginalized and oppress, oppressed folks, you have to listen to what they say, and then you take it and you run with it. You don't listen to an oppressed or a marginalized person, and then you say, okay, I get that, but, and then you spew your rhetoric onto them. No, bro. That's not empowering them. That's silencing them. That's okay. I hear you, but now let me talk over you type shit. But this is the way. You have to show up a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. You have to talk a certain way. And white people do that to us all the time. So that's why I'm trying to figure out. Like I said, I mean, I think I tweeted, I tweeted this the other day. Like, most black folks can only understand discrimination coming from white people. They don't really be able to, they can't really see it coming from their own selves. You feel what I'm saying? The way we, like, do it and we adopt whiteness. Niggas can't see it. Can't see past it. And honestly, non-black people of color be racist as fuck. I'm so sick of that shit, man. I deal with so many non-black people of color say, "Oh yeah, all this shit," but, but shout out to shit. the real shout out to real ass people to the though. real to the to the real non-black POC allies out there. They're they're because it's really it's really some who yeah. really like they really fuck with it. But it's mostly the folks that acknowledge the fact that mm-hmm. non-black people of color can be hella anti-black. You mm-hmm. feel me? Exactly. So. That is episode seven. We got anything else we want to talk about? I just want to shout out to the youth out there. I got a chance to interview some students um, a couple days ago. And, like, when I look at the state of consciousness that they're at and the things that they're – it hurts me to know that, like, they're aware of some of the shit that's going around, around, right, because it's, like, are going on. Because ignorance is bliss, right? Like, it sucks that these teenagers that I'm working with can't be kids, but it also gives me hope for, like – the things that they're going to do in the future because they finna be fed the fuck up. They finna be tired of this shit. I mean, because they're growing Ooh. up in it, you feel me? Like, we didn't Ooh. grow like we didn't grow up with in no In this movement. state of consciousness. We didn't grow up in this state of consciousness, you feel me? Like We didn't grow up in a Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Like, that wasn't our reality. Yeah. Donald Trump is the reality. You can't, fa- like, social media, they see it all. They organize in, on Snapchat. Like I'm talking about, <laughs> bro, I just interviewed some young folks and they, and they fucking bag, bro. I'm talking about I've never I've never seen this in 15, 16, 17 year olds. So it's like that gave me so much more motivation to go harder to just know like this is the hand mm-hmm. that I'm leaving it in. And if you work with youth, honestly, ask youth what they need. Don't tell them what they need. Ask them what they need. Ask them what they need help with. Ask how you can be a resource. Like stop saying and going in with your agenda. Ask them what they need. Like that's that's working everybody. with anybody. Yeah, not even just youth. You right. working with if you working if you are in any form of 
of people serving, of serving the people, you need to be asking these people who you're serving what they need. Stop projecting your own insecurities, your own agenda onto these people. Ask them what they need and then act accordingly. Period. Hello. Shout out to the town, man. Free my nigga Marcus Peters. Hello. Fuck Andy Reid. Hello. Fuck the whole NFL, honestly. All those owners, I don't fuck with any of you niggas. I swear to fuck God. Fuck all these niggas co-opting the movement. Shout out to my mama. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that is episode seven. Hell Black the Podcast. We live in Oakland. You feel me? Shout out my nigga Blake, man. It's Shout really, out my nigga Dewinciaga. It's a real nigga. That's my nigga, bro. That's a real nigga over there. I'm trying we to show some y'all. love, man. That's my, that's my nigga, bro. Like, <laughs> black men can show love to each other, too. Come on, man. You feel me? That's my that's my partner right there. Shout out Ant. Shout out Khadijah. I miss y'all. Shout out Gabby. Shout, Shout out, out everybody. Gabby. You feel Come, me? Shout out Alexis. Shout out everybody who really rock with us, honestly. Cause that that's some that's some real shit, some real relationships. You, you feel, feel me? me? We ain't we ain't yeah. no transactions. We on that real shit. Hello.